Welcome to the Only Football Fans podcast. Basically, we're a group of 10 mates frustrated that we can't meet up in the pub every week to chat about the footy. So, we've decided to do a podcast instead. Welcome back. Episode number 13. Lucky for some, eh? Not for me, eh, Strug? <laughs> um, right, we'll start off. We're going to start off doing the reaction to the weekend's games just gone. <clears throat> but first things first, I've got a little couple of questions for Matty Boyle. It's a little... I see this online, Matty. It's a little Celtic slash Arsenal quiz. So yeah. it's only a couple of questions. It's just a quick one for you. No pressure then, no? No, no pressure. Which okay. year did the Lisbon Lions win the European Cup? 67. 67. So then you've got a minus from that. Thierry Henry's shirt number. 53. Yeah. And then add Hector Bellerin's shirt number. 55. And that's the amount of times Rangers have won the league. Go on, Rangers. <laughs> technically, it's not true because Rangers died in t- 2012. So technically, they've won the title once. If you've <laughs> I've had this. I've had this debate with Strug already. So, yeah. and, and, and Strug just drank scotch all the way through it because he's an animal. So. Singing simply the best down the phone. <laughs> anyway, swift, that one for you, Matty. Just swiftly, little... uh, swift, swiftly moving on to the <laughs> Premier League uh, chatter, lads. <laughs> Well, congrats to Rangers anyway from all of us, not from Matty because he fucking hates you, but everyone else, congrats. Um, we'll start off anyway, boys, with um, the first game of the weekend, which was Burnley 1, Arsenal 1. <coughs> so uh, we'll go over to you, Dave, first first of all, mate. What was your thoughts on the game? Just, um, I'm still raging, to be honest. I hate Burnley. Um, it, it felt like a loss. Um, another game we started off just too easy, cruise control, total domination. And then Zaka just strikes again, playing out from the back. Um, horrendous error. I mean, all of us have played football and I'm pretty sure all of us would have got out of that situation. <laughs> he, he could have just first time passed, passed that to the, uh, to the right back. Um, after he left himself in a bit of trouble and he took a touch, he could have just got it on his left and banged it out the other side, but he, he did neither and, and fucking just pinged it off Wood's arse straight into the goal. So, yeah, that was, that was, that was annoying, to say the least. Um, I forgot to even mention we had quite a good goal, like playing out from the back, like that was the good side of the playing out from the back. But obviously, when you've got certain personnel you are going to have mistakes. So even though I was raging with that, I could still make my peace with it because it, we've got an identity and he's sticking with it. And hopefully if we recruit the right people, it will be it will be the way forward for us. Um, but then, yeah, in, when in the second half, Burnley played a bit better, I think, because the commentators are always talking about how def- about Burnley's defence. They felt obliged to compliment them on their attack because they put like more than three passes together in our half. Like, well done. Um, one one chance for Woods really, which Leno saved with his feet. A long distance Peters shot that weren't going in. But apart from that, they they had nothing really. They just wanted to, they they fucked up the pitch on purpose. Um, they were just there to 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 nick a point really. Um, and at, at the end, the, the refereeing decision. I just I can't believe it. Like that's that is handball stonewaller. You, you never. They're talking about proximity now, but. 
the amount of penalties we've seen earlier in the season where someone's had it rifled at them from about six inches away and they've given it because the arm's out of the silhouette of their body. I mean, when Pepe's tried to shift it past him, he's, he's basically caught it. He, he touched it one time. Obviously, that weren't a penalty. That was accidental. But the second time, his arms were right out to the side. You can say proximity, but it it, it was so far out, out from his body. He deserved to be penalised there. He should have had a penalty. Felt robbed in that, that regard. And then the ref comes in dishing out red cards and penalties for something that just blatantly was never a handball. That, the clearance off the line... From, from Peters again, funnily enough, hit his shoulder. Again, just shit referee. And I mean, you could see the way that ball hit him, that hit something solid. You knew that was a shoulder or a head that pinged off. If it hits an arm, kills the power of the ball. No chance that was a handball, but it's almost like the ref was coming in trying to trying to even things up by um, giving a pen and a red card. And then when they overturn it, everyone's eulogising about, oh, how great VAR was. It should have even gone to VAR after fucking ref had a decent pair of minces, he'd, he'd see that that was, that was never a, a penalty and a red card anyway. But, um, yeah, it's, it's quite a good... Well, we gave him a bit of an onslaught towards the end, hit the crossbar, hit the post, and just it fucking weren't going in. So, yeah, just ruined my Saturday. <laughs> so, yeah, cheers. Thank you, That's Granite all. Shaka, eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, what about you, Matty? <clears throat> wow. Similarly to uh, Mr. Scott, it yeah, it kind of ruined my Saturday, to be fair. I'm not going to lie. I was still thinking about it about three hours after the game, just head in hands moment. It's like, I think this is the difference. The, the, the league table doesn't lie. We're 10th for whatever it is, mid-table for a reason. Um, in the first half, we look like a totally different team, totally dominant on the ball, but we just lack a cutting edge of taking chances. Aubameyang's goal was decent. Maybe Pope could have done a bit better. I don't know. At his near post. But for me, the chance, what killed it was Saka's. I mean, I would, say, I would say nine times out of ten, he puts that in, Saka. It was easier to score it than it was to miss it. Because the keeper was right on the near side. He had the whole goal to aim at and it went wide. And that's when my head started going, it's not going to be our day here. We, don't, we, we failed to kill him off in the first half, which we could have been two or three out of sight. Like Dave said, Burnley played a bit better in the second half. And uh, obviously we had a Xhaka attack, didn't we? Uh, I mean, I'm running out of words for, for Xhaka because in the whole this season, I don't think he's played that bad. But again, stats don't lie. He's made the most errors leading to goals. And if we're going to progress moving forward... And I want to know what probably some of the other lads think about this. Do you think Arsenal need to get rid of players like Jacker to move on? Is well, it okay to have five, six good games, but then you make such a calamitous mistake and you've done it time and time and time and time again? Is that acceptable just to keep doing that and Arsenal just to tread water each year? Because there's definitely the nucleus of players there to push on from 10th in the league. But... I feel like if players like he stays and maybe a couple of others that I don't I don't know what route it's going down really. We'll be in, the summer's huge for us because I think we're going to have a bit of a clear out. If we sell Guendouzi and Torreira, that will raise funds, get a little bit more muck off the wage bill, and then that will give us some more towards a on a transfer front. Just quickly going back to the game, I don't think I've ever seen a more blatant penalty in my entire life. 
And that's not even an Arsenal fan talking. That is, how does he get away with that? Please, someone explain that to me. Given the fact of the other penalties that have been given this season, that is laughable. The same player then stays on the pitch when Pepe smashes it against the bar because it's come off his shoulder. So he should be binned. And then he missed an absolute sitter, Pepe, when it came across the six-yard box. I mean, no contact whatsoever. And I've seen it in slow-mo. He can't blame the pitch because it didn't bobble. He, he just missed it. And then, obviously, towards the end, Sean Dyche is moaning about they should have had a pen. I think Vidra's still looking for that ball he was trying to hit because it was the biggest air shot ever. No one's touched him and he's screaming for a penalty. And then Ceballos hits the post. There was a bit of pinball at the end. I still think Ceballos should probably have done a bit better. I know there was a few bodies in the way, but I still think he should have scored. I agree with you. If I'm wrong, anyone that watched it live or has seen the highlights. But for me, he's got to score that. I think he's got to hit the target at least. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. he's got to there. And same as Dave, I just feel the point feels like a loss to me. I'm I'm actually like, I've got it in my head that we lost the game because it was so one-sided for so long. They showed no intent to go and try and win it. Well, they had a few moments in the second half, but all in all, we threw it away. Absolutely thrown it away. That's it. Let's pass it over to you now, Spearsy, as well, for for your thoughts, mate. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the boys have covered most of it, so I don't want to go over old ground, but we've dropped 17 out of 18 points against Burnley, Wolves and Aston Villa. And if you look at those three fixtures before the start of the season, you'd expect to win home and away against all three of those teams. So if you stick those 17 points on our tally, we'd be up in the top four, maybe, you know, even pushing even higher. I mean, it's phenomenal, really, to think. And the penalty, as they say, absolutely ridiculous. But every team's getting them sort of decisions against them. So it's not every like... Every week as well. Every week. And I mean, Jack is getting the blame for the mistake he could have done better but for me goalkeeper is a goalkeeper fucking clear lines why are you playing short he had the chance to to whack it out as much as Xhaka did and get it up the field but it's the way Arteta wants to play so there's going to be mistakes see I've heard that argument as well Speed I think Martin Keown was having a a whinge up about about oh it was no sorry it was Steve McManaman wasn't it on commentary who was saying that that the keeper should have got rid Please don't um, compare me to him. He, he's drummed into them to sort of play the ball out nowadays, a lot of these sides. And if you're playing the ball out, he's actually played the perfect pass to, to Xhaka. There's, there's no pace on it. He doesn't need to take the touch. Taking that touch is what's yeah. fucked him. So he's well, he wanted the ball as well. He convinced him to give it to him. He, he was like, yeah, yeah, he's calling it. Yeah. it. Yeah. But did you yeah. see in the slow-mo when they slowed everything down and they, and they, they showed the options that were available? Yeah. Three options to, to come back in. He didn't have to make the run back to the six-yard box to say, give me the ball. Then Leno would have reassessed his options, maybe have pinged it out to Chambers or pinged it maybe even long if there wasn't a pass on. Yeah. The pass wasn't really there for him in the first place. But like you said, if he's hit it first time, it goes out to the right back and then we carry on our attack. But yeah, the part when he as soon as he took that touch, the pass was never on. Not and, in the middle, play, playing out from the back only works if you if you're doing one touch passing. Yeah, them early first sort of three to four phases of playing it out from the back, they've got to be one touch. I mean, I have to say, because otherwise you're going to get pressed, and it only takes that one touch if you miscontrol it, if you have a heavy touch or something, and then it that's what happens. 
And you know he is, so he's too laborious on the ball. He's too slow on the balls. Yeah. What I mean, like, he, he, he's, right. he hasn't got the mobility or the speed to, to be exactly. playing the way that we want to play. And I just yeah. think with someone else alongside party who's a bit more dynamic, and I still don't even think Sabios is the answer. I don't think he's a bad player. I, I just think Party's on his own in the midfield. He needs someone yeah. who's more on his level to operate with rather than carrying much. Yeah, and if, if you've got any ambitions to sort of, you know, push high up the table and try yeah. and win the thing, and they're not sort of, they're not the sort of players no. you need to be starting every single no. week. Maybe a squad Agreed. player at best, but yeah. I, I'm not blaming Leno for that, though, to be fair. I mean, get back to that. I just think <clears throat> you're professional players. You've got to trust your player there. Xhaka knows he's got... He, he must be able to see that Woods was there and he must he must know someone's behind him. You, you roughly know where your players looking are. Looking right at if him he, when he passes the ball. If he if he can't if he hasn't pinged that first time to the right back, for me, just knock it back for the keeper to f- fuck it off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or it's, it's, or, it's as simple as that. The the other thing before I come to you, Greg, the other thing is once he's taken that touch and that option's been cut off, just kick it out for a corner. Just yeah, right, but worst case scenario was, rather than Leno was open like yeah, but even if like Leno, because Leno Wood would have been on Leno quick. Like worst case scenario in that position, just fucking put it out for a corner and be like, sorry boys, I fucked up. Yeah, I'll give a ra- corner. You'd rather that, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd yeah. rather that than him kick it in his own fucking net. Um, mm. go on, Greg. Yeah, I'm just gonna go on it like a little bit with I'm not having that Xhaka's fully at fault. He it's obviously ultimately his fault because he's done what he's done, he's fucked up massively. But yes, they're told to play out from the back. But Leno can see the whole game. He can see that pass ain't on. And he's passing it to his right foot. Now, you've got to know your players. He trains in. He trains with him day in, day out. He knows Xhaka ain't got a right foot. So why are you playing it to his right foot for a start? Also, going back to the point where even though they're told to play out, He's got his own mind, Leno. And if he can see something unfolding, then just get rid of it. Why Why put yourselves under... As a team, he's putting his team under pressure by giving that ball to Xhaka. Ultimately, Xhaka has fucked up massively because of what he's done. I mean, the geezer's never had a right foot and he's trying to lob it over someone that's six foot six, maybe, or whatever, how tall he is. Trying to lob it over him with his weaker foot. He's, he, he can't even pass with his right foot. So why he's trying to lob it with his right foot, I don't understand. But I just think as well that Leno will get out of it easy because the fuck up is Jackers. But Leno is seeing the whole game. He's got to clear his lines if he if he doesn't think that's on. And he should know that weren't on. Yes, Shaka's calling for it, but just because he's calling for it, why do you have to give it to him? Yeah, I know. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, it's a valid point, Greg, for sure. But it, going back to, and I'd even go back to all of the clubs that we support, bar us, you don't see your clubs don't make them mistakes. Alison does, to be fair. They do. <laughs> Not, <laughs> I, don't, I think Arsenal make them mistakes more than any team throughout a season. Even more the reason to assess the situations, know that the players not got he's got someone up his ass yes you've got to trust your player at times yeah when I used to play I used to fucking say give me the ball whether someone was up my ass or not because I had trust in myself but didn't have to all the time people chose not to give me the ball all the time 
Yep. Official shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his own mind. Leno's got his own mind. And I think you're putting, you've put your whole team under pressure by giving him that ball. Yes, he wanted it. But you've put the team under pressure. And ultimately, like what you said, you could have cleared it for a fucking corner, done whatever. But he didn't. And he fucked up and gave away a goal. And he's cost you three points. The truth, the truth of the matter is, you, you are correct. It isn't all Xhaka's fault. If we were more clinical as a team in the first place, we would have been out of sight. And less yeah. focus would have been on Jacker's mistake. But this is but, the problem. We're not clinical enough when we need to be. But with and the mistakes, just, it's it, just... It's got... too much of an often occurrence. If Aubameyang's not scoring or Aubameyang's not causing the problem, or if he's yeah. decided he wants to stroll about for 20 minutes, then, you know, there's too much reliance on Saka to create chances. I mean, he missed, he missed an absolute sitter, but them sort of games you've got to be putting away. And we failed to do that a lot of the time against the so-called yeah. lesser, lesser teams. That Hence the fact why we're mid-table and not pushing top six towards the top four. The thing that kills me now, the thing that kills me now, though, is, is our defence is, is relatively good. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's, one I, would, of the better I thought defenses Callum Chambers played well when he played. Yeah, so, I mean, if you take them stupid mistakes out and howlers and these, these earlier yeah. days, discipline, all these red cards and a few injustices, then... In, the defence would be all right. So, like you say, you I don't know what you do. You just get rid of Zaka and have someone better in there and then suddenly, for me... I I, 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 going on that point, I just think that come the summer is massive for Arsenal Football Club. They've got it to is. move away. We've got rid of a lot of muck. The Mustafis, all the rest of it. Kolasinac, uh, well, for now, off the wage bill. You're better off just this is, off. If we get rid of Bellerin as well, we sell Gwendouzi... Possibly Torreira. You're looking at probably a hundred million pounds worth of transfer freeze, maybe between the three of them, or eighty million ish. And that's got to be reinvested straight bang back in the squad. Buy yeah. two quality players for forty mil each, whatever. Is that enough though? Be. Is that enough? I've, I've I don't know. No, no. Maybe it's not, maybe it's not. But I just think it, the summer is massive for Arsenal. Next season is huge. This season we're not going to finish in the top four. We might get into the Europa League, maybe. But looking at the fixtures that we got coming up, tough. Well, let's let's move on because Strug and Ben have both got a, a point on this. So we, we'll go over to them boys and then we we'll move on to the next fixture. So Strug, over to you, mate. Yeah, I just think Boyle made a good point about um, them not putting away their chances because yeah, it was a bad mistake. But when you're playing like that, then things are going to happen now and again. Maybe not as much as they do for Arsenal at the moment. But if you're putting away your chances, we're probably not even really talking about it that that much. Do you no, know what I mean? not talking about it at all. You had some real good chances in that game. You just didn't take them. If you did, then you can swallow them sort of mistakes, can't you? Yeah. On the flip so, side, though, I think Burnley missed an absolute sitter, didn't they, near the end to make it 2-1? You could yeah. have been... All oh, right, you definitely should have won the game, but you could be sitting here with nothing. Yeah, yeah, of course. That I think, yeah, that um, yeah, I probably wouldn't have come on the podcast if that would have happened. <laughs> uh, I'd have gone AWOL, to be fair. Ben, over to you, mate. Um, my point's a bit more towards the manager. Like, so... I mean, Arsenal are clearly underachieving this year. If if the Arsenal fans were so disappointed with being fourth under Wenger for X amount of years, how is this sitting now being tenth? Yeah, like, I mean, yes, yeah, it, it just feels like the clubs the clubs not really got any ambition. Yeah, and it's like um, I feel like if there was any ambition, if they had a target they was trying to achieve, be it Europa League or Champions League, they'd be trying to make some changes right about now to make that happen. So it, um, just to the Arsenal boys, really. It doesn't. It doesn't really help that you got an owner that wants to put fuck all into the club. So 
if the money that we're having to bring to, to, to generate to buy players is all like essentially self-funded from those fees, then we're not going to move forward until he puts his fucking hand in his pocket or he fucks off and tiddles off back to America and does whatever he's doing over there. But so, I don't think that we can't move forward this season at all. I think if we finished 10th or 7th, we would have no complaints. So, I mean, at the start of the season, like the board, which would have expected Arsenal, I mean, let's just say to finish like top five or six, wouldn't they? I would say six is was a realist, more of a realistic target than fourth. Yeah. So, if, if things don't change in the next X amount of games, are we talking the end for Arteta? And again, it's a good question. It depends how much patience the owners want to have with him. You're trying to play Man City football with not Man City players, so you know it don't work. Personally, I think you're better off finishing tenth and just playing for the Europa League. Yeah. And if you don't win that and finish 10th, then just go all out next year. But I don't think you're going to gain anything by coming sixth and going out in the going quarters the of the Europa League. League. It's like, I don't, personally, I don't think we're good enough to win the Europa League. There's some very, very good teams left but, in the Europa League. And we're, Rangers. we're not... Well, we're not talking about... <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't think we've got... The, we haven't got the quality or the cutting edge to win the Europa League because... We'll just get outscored by someone who by a team who's going to take their chances, essentially. So I don't really know what I don't really know what I'm hoping to expect for the rest of the season. I think we're just going to tread the same sort of water until the end of the season. I think we'll finish maybe seventh or eighth, and that'll be it for us. And we're not going to win the Europa League. Yeah, I think you'll have enough to stay up there, Matty. So you should be all right, mate. Um, Greg, did you have a point? <laughs> just, just more about the American owners, mate. It's like. More of them, more, more and more of them are coming over and taking the clubs and that, but it's because they know there's so much money here. Oh, absolutely! In the league and that, and then they're not they're not pay, like paying it back into the teams, and it's the teams that ultimately are suffering. Like you know, it's yourselves, it's us. United, I mean, they have put money in, but again, they're a team that are in a bit of disarray, like off the off the pitch. But it seems like a bit of a trend with all these American owners. They don't do well, the teams that have them. The, well, you did, to be fair, but I mean, they... We'll see that. It's not the same as, like, when you've got Abramovich, I know he's, he's like, slightly and all that, but you can tell he, he loves he, he loves football and he wants the, the club he owns to win, you know what I mean? So, same with them, with the ones who own Man City. I mean, you can sort of say... Yeah, they've got a never-ending bankroll up until the yeah. financial fa- fair play. But they, what, they want to win. They want yeah, to win. Do, our, yeah. owners, our owners just want to... It's part of their portfolio with all their baseball teams and all shit like that. But this, is, but this is the thing I admire about Chelsea and, say, I don't know, Manchester United in the perspective of, look at Frank. He weren't doing that bad. He wasn't doing great. But Tony. as soon as the results started to go down, down the old ski Sunday, down the old slope... They just elbowed him straight away. Like, no sentiment, no fucks given, just got rid. And look at Tuchel. I mean, he's been... Table doesn't lie, mate. They're, Chelsea are on the way up. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea finished second. No. Yeah, same. The, the way that they're playing and the form that they're in, they know how to grind out results. They can play shit and still win 2-0. Not, not, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough trait to have that, mm-hmm. to play dogged, not really play amazing and still win games. We have to batter a team for 80 minutes to get a 1-0 win sometimes. 
Well, so it, just, uh, it just shows that when you when you have all that money and you keep buying players after players, then you can actually do it. Well, yeah, that helps. Yeah. Well, let's um let's bring that one to an end, anyway, boys. We've gone on about Arsenal being terrible for a while now, so we'll uh <laughs> we'll move on to Liverpool being terrible. Liverpool nil, Fulham one. Greg, talk to me, man. <laughs> Terry Tibbs. Well, what do you want me to say? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Another fucking shit result. Oh, um, you were very uh, silent in the WhatsApp group during the game, mate. I must admit. So um, now, oh, have you sharks, been saving it up? The sharks were swarming, weren't they? Oh yes. Yeah. Um, mate, you know what? Right when he put that, when he put the lineup out, I was actually quite happy because you know what? They needed that. Some of them players needed dropping. They needed a shake-up. But then the ones he bought in still didn't fucking do well. So <laughs> they, didn't help, they didn't help themselves one bit. Um, you know, they, that was maybe a chance for some of them to actually make a bit of a statement. Like, do you know what I mean? Because the team's playing so fucking bad. He's dropped a few. Whether he had an eye on this game during the week, I don't know, or whatever, but... You know, they've they've ultimately got their chance, some of them, and they were fucking awful as well. No tempo again. Just, I mean, not not that we're playing great anyway, but they just made us look even like just ordinary again. Just and you, they're playing well. I can't. You got to you got to have them like they're playing so well. They're getting themselves out of trouble, and they deserve it. But um, yeah, it's just. Something ain't right, like you know. It's even the players coming in now are not reacting. So what is going on? Um, their their goal. I mean, Salah. It's one of them. You don't get that time in the Prem, mate. What what does he think he's fucking doing? How we don't think someone's up his ass, or as we were talking about right in the last pod, get your body there and just fucking go over. Get a, you know you're on the edge of the box. You know you ain't unopposed. But it's a great finish. I mean, I, I was actually hoping Addison would do better with that, to be honest. Like, he I was, think he should do better there. Yeah, I, I, I was, you know, I looked, when it went in, I was like, really? Like, he's from the edge of the box at an angle. And you're thinking he should be covered. But I don't, yeah, no, they, they, it weren't great. No one stepped in and played well. No one. Yeah, it wasn't the um, wasn't the best, mate. Your your home form is so worrying, man. Like, how well, many is that? It was that makes us look like fucking Real Madrid. What's that? Is that six on the bounce now? You've lost at home. Hmm. That's ridiculous. You went how long? we unbeaten at Anfield. Yeah. Now six on the bounce. Yeah, I see a stat the other day when I think Chelsea lost their unbeaten run to Liverpool in like two thousand eight. They've only lost six games at home since, and Liverpool lost six games in a row. In a row since they lost their home record. Chelsea, I can see you're mate, eager to chime in no, on this, mate. No, I just want to. I just want to say. Back his lemon. Time, boys, one at a time. Go on, <laughs> I just want to say, you fucking deserve that. I think you took the absolute piss with your team against Fulham. Especially, I don't know. I think if it get against West Brom, Sheffield United, you could have. I think you could have mixed it like that. 
And back to what you said about worrying about the midweek stuff, you're two and a half against the Leipzig team. So I just think you took the piss and I'm fucking happy for them, don't you? And no, I'm happy because I, I just think, yeah, you put such a shit team <laughs> thinking it's just going to be a rollover. Fulham no, are the most dangerous. Fulham, Fulham are one of the most dangerous teams down think. there at the moment. Kevin Keegan. It wasn't a team. <laughs> it wasn't a team that thinking they was a rollover. How can they be a rollover with the form they're on? No, it was a team, that they're a dangerous team. It was a team to shake up our team that yeah. has been playing. He changed too much. Yeah, he did. Fuck me, it too much. Because none of them even played well. Exactly. But that's, he needed. Some of them needed dropping, mate. I even, you know, Trent needed dropping. Mane needed dropping. I think when you're in the form that you're in, you don't drop your best players. I'm sorry. I, I know they're playing shit, but you don't replace. I, but I, I do get it. Change a few and see what happens. Or that get, hasn't been working, so he tried yeah. something fucking ultimately different. Seven changes, and it still didn't I, work. So he's, listen, Greg, he's tried to reaction from the, from the guys that are coming in. He's, tried, he's hoped that they've come in, yeah. done something, and it will light a fucking fire up the arse of your Mane's and Trent. Yeah, and, and so even shit, that, I'm not a guaranteed player here, you know? And they didn't do themselves no favours, none of them. Speezy, what did you think, mate? I was going to ask, actually, about the the news of the Germany manager stepping down after the Euros and how quickly Klopp, how quickly Klopp sort of was to deny, you know, that he was he was going to make that move. Does that worry you at all, that Klopp might move on? Because I think a similar thing happened to him at Dortmund, didn't it? That they, Their form nosedived after they sort of got to the Champions League yeah. final. Yeah. yeah. He had a terrible run and ended up leaving. Are you worried that he'll move on? I don't know, mate. It's... Fine at them, isn't it? It's, it? This this now this timing ain't great, but he's come out and said that he don't want it. But is that just a a, a smokescreen that he's actually under a lot of pressure? I don't think he's under a lot of pressure where he's going to lose his job, but he's under a lot of pressure now where people are on him just to to get a reaction out of this team. But how can you get a reaction out of this team? The team clearly ain't good enough without the players that we've once had and that are, that are not available. So. And it just shows squad depth. We talk, like Ben said about it, you know, like in the last pod about Chelsea do get hammered for stockpiling and all that. But ultimately, if someone gets fucking injured, they've got someone to step in. We ain't clearly, and they're not. They're not good enough. They're like fucking. Some of these players wouldn't. Even, they wouldn't even get in mid-table teams, which we are at the minute anyway. But you know what I'm trying to say. Welcome. Only at a minute, Matty. Only at a minute. The other thing with it, Greg, as well, we're going back to Klopp's response to the, the question put to him today about the Germany team. Yeah. It wasn't a no. It was a no to taking over for this summer's tournament. The way he worded his response was... Is it, did, because he did, came back and he said, if the question you're asking me is, am I going to be taking over for this summer, the Germany job, um, job it's no. That, that not, was his response. Yeah, Ain't he come out and said that he's stepping down after the Euros? Yeah, yeah, but that, yeah. that's what I mean. It's yeah, I think like that's he, the point, isn't it? It's I, almost I, as if he's saying, "Oh, I'm not come. I'm not going to be taking over like straight yeah. in, in on the summer." That doesn't mean he ain't going to be leaving Liverpool in the summer and taking no, over. He, he said he's got a three-year contract, I think, at Liverpool, and he's looking to honour it. But with them, they've been him off. And also, yeah, quite a few of your sort of big players, you know, the Sellers and the Marnes, they get into that age where they've probably got one more big move 
left. Are you worried about some of those boys thinking, well, this is it. I think we've taken well, Liverpool as far as we can. I want to move Barcelona, Real Madrid. When you look at our team, the front three are all 29. As you say, they're, they're getting on. And in this form, you, you'd you want to fucking sell them. Like, you couldn't... Mate, they've been unreal. And I don't want to get rid of any of them. I would, I would, even Firmino is pissing me off. I still don't want him to leave Liverpool. But he's not good. He, he, we should have an elite striker that's fucking banging in goals, not someone that's fucking struggles to even get a shot on target. Yeah, but and it can be your option coming off the bench. Huh? What? Yeah, and uh, what you're saying is, yeah, it is worrying because it just shows that we ain't got no one to step in, and and we definitely ain't got the money to go and replace these. That's it. If they do go to Spain, which is the only place that they're going to want to go, they ain't got any money to fork no. you out 80 million a pop. So if you do get, um, you ain't going to sell them for 40 million, but if you sell them for 40 million, you ain't going to get someone like no. the next big thing in. No, yeah. money. And like we said before, Greg, if if you don't qualify for Europe, like, and I'm not just talking Canada, I mean in Europa League. Yeah, who wants to come? That, that's the thing. You ain't going to be bringing in players of that calibre. You've got to be finding like diamonds in the rough. Do you know what I mean? You've got to be finding untapped no one else is aware of that you can get on a cheap and and things like that. The, the the benefit, I suppose, of players like that if they do leave this summer is the French league and the Spanish league are going to have a lot of players, especially the French league, going to have a lot of players available at cut price yeah. um, due due to financial tr- troubles in both of them countries. But especially in, in France, there's going to be players that that you could be usually be picking up for 40, 50 million that are going to go, going to be going for sort of 10, 15, 20, because these clubs are going to need to recoup some money to make up for the money they're going to lose in the TV deal. So there's, there's options to sort of bring in very good players for cheaper than you would normally. Yeah. But again, you're going to need to keep quite a few of what you've got already in order to, because you're not going to have wholesale changes like, and it works straight away. It doesn't work like that. You only have to look at West Ham, Leeds and whoever else with regards to like picking up players. Uh, Leicester, sorry. What a, what a model they've got of bringing yeah. players through their academy as well as bringing cut price players to the club and then their values doubling or trebling. Well, people like that Fofana that they brought in, yeah. but next to nothing, he's no, only no, young. I've never heard of him, to be fair. Exactly. Yeah. West Ham with Suchek and Sufal. Yeah. Players yeah. like that, and us with like Rafinha yeah. and Rodrigo, people oh, just mean that. So they they are there. It's just it's it's getting the right scouting and and people to find these. But I, I think the problem with clubs of Liverpool stature is they're so used to money talking. Like you don't you don't need yeah. to be finding your, your Suchek's and your Rafinhas when you can go fuck it. We'll have Mbappe. We'll have Haaland. We'll yeah, have I don't ben think Davis. the fans. I don't think the fans would be happy with. If they were taking a punt on a 15 mil player from Slavia Prague, that's the, the other thing. Be doing their nut, aren't they? That they're not spending 60, 70, 80 million on a like a, a ready-made player to come in. You yeah, can't, we only like, done that through. We only done that through transfer sales. We didn't actually have stockpiles of money. We don't as a club. Oh, of course, yeah. You've still gone and spun 70 million on Allison and Van Dyke. Yeah, but that was through selling players. Yeah, but that's what I mean. You haven't gone and we have gone and bought like the players that everyone yeah. wanted. For the money. So is, it, is it a false is it a false pretense that we're actually not as big as or like you know we we haven't got the transfer 
budgets like some of these other clubs, i.e. your Man Cities, i.e. your Chelsea's. We're not actually we're not actually there yet. So we've we've actually yes on the pitch we've been performing for three or four years now, but we're overachieving with the squad we've got. You've got to look at it that way. Because yeah. we ain't got stockpiles of players. We've had to sell players to then go and get two big players that actually went and won us the league. And like you say, you've got your American owners who aren't... Who are fucking tight. They, they might have money now. They're, apparently there's money there to spend on that. But who's going to want to come if we're not playing European football? Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? Ben Davies. <laughs> you've got Ben Davies. What more do you want? I mean, he must be absolute fucking shite if he's playing Reese Williams ahead of him. If he was fit, yeah, but well, you know. let, we'll we'll draw a line under that anyway, Greg. Put you out of your misery, and um, just more praise coming over for you, Jonesy. Because now we're going on to the Manchester oh, derby, mate. Can I put myself on Man City nil, scum two. So um, go on, gloat. Well, listen, Boyle again. I said it the last one. You always moan that I moan about United. Well, I'm fucking happy. I'm happy now. I'm so happy. That is what I want. That's what I want to see. Do you know what? Energy. I thought the whole team, for me, just played so well. And against, we've said it every episode, a top, top City side. We didn't let them play. Although they did play, to be fair, but we didn't let them play their usual game. Your boy was quality. Who was that? Sauce was quality. Yeah, mate, I love him. I think he's quality, but... I mean, what a game for Martial to come back. I mean, again, I was worried, but I thought, perfect. You know, he's he's done... That Martial, Neville said it in commentary, that Martial, you don't want, you don't sell, you don't worry about, because that is what you want from him. But again, we're, we're going to play West Ham this weekend and they'll just go back to fucking being dog shit. But we'll see. But I'm honestly, I, I've, I woke up on Monday so buzzing off my tits. I had the best night... I, and, and it must be, it can, I can only put it down to United winning because we've been so shit for so long. Oh, it was, what a breath of fresh air. Like, it was nice to be, I, I don't care that we're still 11 points behind them. You were so shit. Just, it was good to see us play. Rashford, again, I just, their energy, he tracked back, he was, he run, it was like they, he actually gave a shit. I, I mean, I say, if the whole team, Luke Shaw for me, he has to be in his left back. If that, if that boy stays fit, He's the best English left back at the moment. I love Chilwell, but Luke Shaw's playing unreal. Unreal. So is Cresswell, to be fair. I was going to say, apart from Cresswell. Oh, here we go. No, seriously, mate. Cresswell's playing out of his skin. No, he's he's playing well. I'll I'll be honest here, though. Let's be honest. He ain't going to get in the England squad. What, Cresswell? Yeah, I don't think he is. I don't have him in the squad. To to be fair, my two left backs would would be Shaw and Cresswell. Chilwell's not playing football. Yeah, yeah. Do, are we looking over Dawson then as well for centre back because Maguire's shit. I was going to get onto that a bit later when we talk about West Ham and Leeds. Kept a clean sheet though, and we will we will do at, at the end of the season, boys. We'll do a, a like a, a England special where we all pick our teams. I won't. Yeah, be we'll go through, but um, but yeah, no, it's unbelievable. I'm so happy. They've been dicking. I mean, they're 21 games up. With 21 games won. And then we, they go and lose, and we go and put in a performance like that against them at the empty head. It was absolutely fantastic. I mean, <laughs> like, do you know what? Do you know what kills me? They, they've got a little sign behind the little dugouts going, "We're not really here." 
they never fucking are, even when they, our fans are allowed in. Oh, neither are you. Fuck off. <laughs> and neither are you. Neither are you. You're a <laughs> that is all Fulham, isn't you? <laughs> Come on, Fulham. Yeah, oh, no, right. honestly, on the whole, so happy. So happy. Next. Yeah, because I, I ain't going to chime in on this because I've been about it. Anyone else? I, I don't actually think you played that well. <laughs> you, you obviously beat a city side, and I don't think Chelsea could do it, but I don't think you played that well. I thought they were terrible. But you, I don't you, think they were you terrible. might have stifled them a bit, but I, I just don't. Like you say, though, you might go and play Burnley next week and get dicked, but. I just think. I don't think they played... Listen, I don't think City pretty played as well as they have been. They I don't think they played bad. And I think they, and I, and I think you, it was down to United's pressing. It was down to their... What they were doing that stopped them from doing what City can do. That's, it's, you give good players time on the ball and, and let them do what they want. They're going to kill but you. But why did it take a Derby to do that? Why... Email them. Email them. I don't know, mate. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea. I, again... After that, you watched a game against Palace where you didn't, and I'm glad you didn't because I had to. The, it was it was night and day the difference in performances against fucking Palace yeah. and City. Yeah. If we'd have played half as good as we, if we played half like we did on Sunday against City against Palace, we'd have killed them. We'd have wiped the floor with them. But again, we're we're not very consistent. But listen, let's just enjoy it. Let's. I, I, I don't want to play a game now. Stop the counter, as they say, whatever. Let's just leave it as this. Let me finish the season on this. Loved it. Obviously, you're only enjoying that, just to make that clear to anyone that's listening. No one else on this podcast is enjoying it. Sorry. No one cares. It's not my fault your teams can't beat City. Listen, we'll we're, we're talk about it another time. All right. Greg, what's Greg you had something to say, mate? Um, yeah, just on City, I just think... Obviously, the penalty in the first minute, like shell shocks him a little bit. But I was still looking at it thinking, one nil down or not, you still got enough time to then sort of to make an impact on the game. Um, but for some reason or another, yeah, after that run, they just didn't. I don't know. It's like what Chris says. They didn't. Was it United that stopped them, or did they just not turn up? I. I don't know. It was just a bit of a nothing performance from City, really. Like they didn't, considering what they've been doing to, to teams, they just didn't turn up at all. But whether that was United that was so good, obviously the second goal was a bit. I don't know. It was a bit. It was. Weren't a great. Grab, wasn't it? it weren't a great finish, but he went. He went and got the goal. But well, he's got a good record against older Pep as well, isn't he? Old. Yeah. Mm. Can we play him every week? Oh, <laughs> Mr. Solskjaer beat him out fucking six weeks ago, seven weeks ago. Yeah. Six days ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to next week where Kyle's jumping on the Solskjaer out bandwagon again. No, listen. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we spoke about that. I, I'm not fully convinced on him, but it ain't going to change. They had their chance. So, got to roll with it, haven't we? To be honest, I quite like it when you get results like this because it keeps the cunt in the job and I'm buzzing with that. As long as long as he stays there, he ain't going to win fuck all, so it's great. Nah, we, 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 we win the Manchester derbies, we win the Roses derbies. That'd do. Do you get trophies for them? Or? <laughs> yeah, you, no, but I get the glow. When was the last time you always won the league, anyway, for a club of your stature? What, a proper league or just any league? Any league. 
And he's not talking about Palace or football. Well, Europa League. Europa either, no. We're talking no, about That's a cup. Europa League, though. It's a cup. It's not called, it's not called the Europa Cup or anything. It's called the <laughs> Europa League. It's a cup based on a league system. You twat. Says it all. See, clutching at straws. Fucking... Oh, yeah, but you're... Biggest transfer budget every season and you can't fucking win anything. Fucking championship. That's what you're going to fucking say. What's that? You're going to say the championship if I, if, if you know, say that oh, if I said when was your, your last league win? Well, yeah, that was. The last league we won was what's, last what's, year. What's, we, the league we was in, bigger? we won it. So the you can only win the league you're in, mate. We won it, so... Yeah, but for the, you, you was oh, touted for winning it for a long time. But yeah, we're at, this oh, is really? Premier League talk now. This is Prem talk. Come on, yeah. Forget That's what I'm about saying. That. When did you last win the Premier League? Before the well, when was it? Now you're celebrating <laughs> Manchester derby wins like you've won the league. Where was fucking far this club's come. When, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when we was growing up, that was a given. Like if Man City scored a goal against you, it was like they'd won the league. Now you're that club. Yeah. <laughs> but we 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 won we've won leagues more leagues than you so yeah I know I'm not saying you ain't anyway moving Listen, on don't come at United I know you're you're hunting for United what year did you last win when Fergie was, was alive had, yeah it was it was the RVP one it was when was that twenty Jesus Christ Dark <laughs> sake was it twenty eleven twenty twelve yeah full stop. Was it 13? I thought the 12-13 season was one that City won it. Or was that 13-14? It's a while, wasn't it? Did he win it again? After that. Joker. Either oh, way, I, thought, no. yeah. I don't know, no. Can you just Google it, please, so we can move on? Well, they're a tin pot now anyway. We'll just we'll move on anyway. Um, the next one was going to be Spurs Palace, but Pat's decided to bottle it and not come on again. Yeah, that's a bit... um, that then, yeah. Yeah, so we'll skip that one. Spurs yeah, that living daylights out of them. And, yeah, easy. Usual Palace getting smashed every week. Um, so, yeah, the next game we'll, we'll talk about, boys, is Chelsea. 2012! What? Oh, Google alert. Google oh. alert. 2012, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> um, Chelsea 2, Everton 0. So, Hoppers, we'll, we'll start with you, mate. Uh I've actually finally enjoyed a Chelsea game for a change. We looked um, in control for that whole game against a half-decent side. But they're missing a Hammers, weren't they? Which was a bit of a big loss. But we actually seemed like we controlled it. The um, dodgy Havertz handball I was a bit unhappy with, but I would have been screaming a bit more had it been a close game. But yeah, we seemed to control Havertz. We played a bit of a false nine role. Done pretty well. Uh Werner couldn't hit a barn door again, so which is a shame because he could have scored about three or four. But we just seem to uh, just didn't really give him any chances at all. I don't think they had, I think they had one shot on target in the first half, and that and then went two 0 up, and that was it. So yeah, pretty pretty happy with the result against a half decent team. Yeah, Ben. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with Hops. Um, it was enjoyable. I thought. Um, arguably, it was just as an important game for us to win as the Liverpool game um, a few days before. Obviously, beating Liverpool at Anfield was massive, like like it is for any club. Um, that held a lot more kind of um, kind of like challenge, really. But um, 
beating Everton was a big, big, a big, big win for us. Really important. I really felt thought that if they had got one over us, over on us, then we'd have struggled. Top four, like staying up there really because they would have jumped us, wouldn't they? Yeah, and they've got a game in hand still, I think. So yeah, so that was really important. Big, big win. Um, like Hop said, a bit gutted with the handball, um, but we touched on it after the Liverpool game, uh, with the Kante one. Just saying, like you just you you get some, yeah, and some some you get, some you don't, but. Generally disappointed that uh, they didn't. After looking at it, I think they really probably should have given it. But we got the second goal. Uh, I thought Havertz was quality. I thought that's the best I've seen him play in a Chelsea shirt, possibly. Um, really impressed. I hope he can continue the form to be honest. And defensively, I think we conceded. We've now only conceded two goals in nine league games. Um, one was an own goal. One was an own goal. Exactly. So. I mean, we spoke about it earlier a little bit, but the, the difference in the in the way we're playing since Tuchel's come in is just it's been phenomenal, really. And the fact that it's with the same set of players, obviously, ask questions, um, but he's getting his tactics and his mentality through, and it's working. So, yeah, really pleased. Uh, we just got to keep it going. Um, it was a massive task for Tuchel coming in because obviously we was we were sitting quite low, not as low as Arsenal. We was down a little bit lower. <laughs> then, yeah, just keep grinding out the results. So, yeah, on the whole, I was pleased um, and I'd like to see more of that. Yeah, I must admit, sort of, since he's come in, mate, you've turned into a side that sort of had, like, from beforehand, you had all, all the ability player-wise, but you were just, they they had no identity and they just had nothing about them, really. Um, and then since he's come in, you're just so effective. Like, you're just now a team that know how to win a game. Whether you play well or not, like then first like four or five that we spoke about after he first took the job, like against teams like Sheffield United and teams like that, where you were winning by the odd goal, not really pulling up any trees, but you were you were getting the job done. And now he sort of solidified that whole unit to being solid and you're not losing and you might be winning the games by the odd goal. And he's now gonna start building on that. And I think you're gonna become a bit more expansive over the next like couple of months or whatever till the end of the season. But like I think Kyle said, like, or, or Boyle, that you wouldn't be surprised if you nick second place. The way you boys are going, it, it's such an upward curve. Like, it wouldn't surprise me, mate. It's, it's been quite impressive. Um, Greg? Yeah, no, I just, um, same sort of thing, really. Like, since he's come in, you started a bit iffy, like, because he was just getting his point across. But they seem to have just literally cottoned on to what he's saying now and your the belief that you boys have got now on the ball like it just seems like you were gonna, you're going to control games now whereas before you were just in games going up and down up and down up and down now you're controlling the game with the ball and it's only the start I can, I can only just see you lot getting better and better and I actually think you're probably going to cement your your place as like second best, maybe like next year pushing for the title again with with a, with another couple of additions of his. I can only see it just getting better for you, lot. Really, yeah. I mean, so it's I think all... we, we we played the big teams last three or four games, and we sort of got results where we there's no way we would have done that at the start of the season, and I think. I'll see something with our next sort of seven games. There's like five 
we've got five of the bottom six or something. So games like that, where we, like you're saying, Greg, about controlling the games, now we might have a chance of controlling against these smaller sides rather than going one nil down against them and fucking end up losing it. So oh. now we've got a bit of confidence behind us. Things gone. The green oh, screen's oh. fell down. <laughs> That's a shame. Um, Kyle, over to you, mate. You had a point. Yeah, I just want to talk about. Um, I don't know if Thiago Silva is he still injured or no? Yeah, he's on the bench. He's on the bench, yeah. Oh, right. Do you, with, with Christensen, I've, I mean, I've, again, I've not really seen too much of him, but I actually think he's doing all right since coming into the team. Would you do you bin him for Thiago or do you think just keep it the way it is for, at the moment? I think as it is now, you leave it. I mean, Christensen's had back to back, two back to back quality games, the Liverpool and the Everton game. Um, yeah. He's been in around Chelsea for a while now, um, and I've not seen him look as steady as he is now. Whether that's because uh, Tuchel's got belief in him, or or maybe, I mean, Rudiger, I know Rudiger wasn't playing against Everton Monday, but Rudiger's been next to him as well. Maybe it's the partnership. Um, but I can't see how you can put Sil- Silver straight back in. You're going to have to let them keep going. Um, yeah. It, I, I think mean, he... Yeah, go on, cool. I think he might start interchanging with Azpilicueta. I think Zoom is just not all there. He's, he just looks so like he looks like a Sunday League footballer sometimes when he gets the ball at his feet. It's like a potato around his nut. But yeah, I think him and Dave with the old experience factor at the back, I think it'll change them out and leave the pace in with Rudiger and uh, Christensen probably. Christensen didn't plan well as well, I think, last couple mm-hmm. of days. Been a bit of a liability sort of six months prior but I think he's starting to maybe he's learned off silver in the training ground you don't sort of know well, he, well he's always had this promise isn't he he's always been touted as this next best thing sort of thing for, for years I feel like we've been waiting for him to get good maybe this could be his um, him coming good basically he's definitely he always plays for Denmark yeah he, I mean he's definitely promising and I mean it's easy it's so easy to write him off isn't it really like uh, but having yeah. Bad games, but no, I'm I'm pleased with how he's playing, and I'd, I'd like to see him continue. Really, fair play. Well, let's move on to last night's game then. Strug, I can see mm. your little smile peeking out there. So uh, yeah, West Ham two leads nil. Um, yep. I'll let you start us off, mate, as you got the win. Yeah, I mean, I was happy enough with it. Take that, but um, should we get that? Uh, I know what we're going to be talking most about. So should we get out get that out of the way first? The offside. The offside. Yeah. Go for it. I think I was going to say because you're out five minutes in, wasn't it? Something like yeah. five, ten minutes in. Yeah, it was early. Uh, yeah. It was harsh, wasn't it? It was, but to, look, as much as it pissed me off, and most people can see it weren't offside or whatever, or it's very fucking minor, if it, even if it is. I'm sick of even moaning about it. It's just, it's every week. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they need to stop this whole drawing a fucking stupid little line on a computer screen. How how that d- defines where the offside, that, that's all judged by one bloke with a fucking mouse deciding where he's going to draw the line. Like, he's, where he's drawn it on, on Costa's knee, his knee's actually behind the toe of his foot. So, mm. like... I don't know how that is all of a sudden further forward. It just, it makes no sense. I don't yeah. know how they, they need to, if they're going to go down that route of 
it's got to be such a fine margin as to these offsides and they're going to be fucking getting out their protractor every time it's an offside decision. They need to bring in either fucking, like they do in athletics in the Olympic, a camera on fucking wheels or something going up and down in line with, with the last man. So it's bang in line. Or they need multiple cameras across because it's always at a fucking stupid angle. Every yeah, single time. Every single time. It's uh, like it's fucking 30 yards to the left or right. And yeah. they're trying to figure it out from there. <laughs> like this is the fucking the biggest football division in the world with the most money. Yeah. And what they can't afford to have multiple cameras along the thing for 20 different clubs. Well, like, I will say, I thought I thought it was just off when, when I was watching it. I thought it was just off. And I suppose the only thing is, is the lino flag for it. So if there weren't course, no VAR, yeah. if there weren't no VAR, it, it would have been offside anyway. Yeah, it would but have, yeah. I'd have been pissed off if that was down the other end and it got yeah. given against us. I think most people would when it's that marginal. Um, so, Arsene Wenger is trying to bring in a new thing for next season in regards to offsides where if a part of your body that you can score with is at least level with the defender, then it's, it's onside. Which sounds good, but then you're just going to have the same problem. Yeah, it's going to be a different. It's just going to be you're just going to be drawing lines a yard further up the pitch, and you yeah. to, to work well, I out. So. Having daylight between the defender and the attacker, like you, like the old rule used to be, that if there was daylight, like the, I think that's the best way. Yeah, the but benefit then, that goes to the attacker. Yeah. But then you're still going to have the same problem with the lines when it's a tight uh, one. Yeah. You get someone on the side with a torch or something trying to shine light through the middle. Just go back to level is onside. Fucking, it's the game about goals. It all used to go with the attacker. Just let it be. I think, we yeah, I, 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 as, I, I agree. As, if, it's, if it's like the one last night, I'd like to see refs look at it or the VAR look at it and say, right, that's too tight. Go with the attacker. When it's so but, close like that, it's just it's stupid, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. not why they brought in offside, is it? No, so, it was clear and obvious errors, like you know what I mean? He's got people yeah. going in. He's obviously got going, but anyway. You could talk about it all night, couldn't you? Course, every, yeah. every every bloody game is there's something like that happening. You're just, you're um, just getting penalised from for for gambling and momentum. You're getting penalised yeah. for it. It's just it's it's, silly. It happens to every every team as well, apart from Man United, I suppose. Oh fuck! Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, anyway, yeah. I thought we started really shit. We yeah. think we weren't in the game. Um, obviously, that happened. I thought that'd give us a kick up the arse. It didn't. Then you had. Uh, you scored again and the ball went out which yeah, I think that, that was pretty there, clear that one and that seemed to finally give us a kick up the arse and we started playing a bit of football um, I think it was more or less straight after we went up the other end and got a penalty but we played a nice bit of football in the build up to that um, Lingard Ben Rama four nails playing uh, a few one-twos and stuff and it, I suppose it was a penalty yeah it was pretty soft one I mean I don't know if he needed to really make that tackle he went towards the goal yeah I, I think it was a bit Bit shoddy that one, and I, I don't know why he's taking that penalty as well, Lingard. Either, yeah, it's a weird one that um, surprised me. Yeah, I know. Rice, yeah, I think Rice was talking about it afterwards, and I think he just decided to let him have it because he, he won it. And uh, I don't think he'd be taking one again because that was shit. but luckily he got the rebound. Um, and then yeah, we got a corner and score from that, and that was awful defending. I had to let Dawson run from the edge of, edge of the box to the back post unchecked, no. No one ran with him. Free header, basically, wasn't it? At the, at the back post. Yeah. Do that. And then and then he's done it again just before uh, half time. Yeah. We could have been 3 0 up at half time and uh, he's at the post. But 
yeah, decent half in the end from us. It could have could have been worse um, had things not gone our way early on. But no, I was happy with that. And I think the second half, we, we were just professional in the second half. I'd like to see this open up a bit more and try and kill the game off. But And I think we might have done if we were sort of mid-table. But I think the points, we need all the points we can get now because we can, every week that goes by and we're picking up points, Europe's looking more likely. So mm. I was quite, I didn't mind us sort of sitting back and soaking it up a bit and just playing on the break in the second half. I think that worked for us. And um, We could have had another one. Four nails had a, Bit of a weldy from about 35 yards. Yeah, he hit the bar, didn't he? But yeah, I think oh, yeah. I think we defended well. Leeds put it on us a bit more. But as much as Leeds were attacking in the second half, you had a few chances. I don't really remember Fabianski having a great deal to do. That's because he kept blazing it over the fucking bar. Yeah, and I was, I was, saying, I was saying to a couple of mates, I, last night I didn't feel like worried we were going to concede. It never, it never felt like you were going to score to me. And um, which is weird because years gone by, games like that, West Ham have always had a like a soft belly. You keep pressing us, there's going to be a goal. But this season, it that don't seem to be happening. So got to give Moyes a bit of credit for sorting us out at the back because we mm. are a lot more solid back there. And obviously that helps when we're trying to trying to get into Europe. So yeah, I was happy with it. I think yeah, I think if you're Leeds fan like you are, you've been a bit disappointed with that because yeah, the finishing weren't there and it, I thought you did. Bended was awful. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm happy with the three points. Yeah, I bet, mate. Yeah, like, obviously, from our point of view, looking at, at your lot, it similar to sort of what I was saying to Ben with Chelsea, Moisey's just turned you into an effective unit. Like, I don't look at you and think, fuck me, they are top level or they're an unreal side or, like, they they can't be, like, got at or whatever. But you, everyone knows their job. And they're they're a, they're a team. Do you know what I mean? They're an effective yeah. fucking unit. You're phenomenal at set pieces, both defending and attacking, both both ways. You 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 fucking so good at them. The the delivery from Cresswell was phenomenal yesterday. Every every ball we put in was on, on the point. I think that's seven or eight assists he's got now this season as well. That, that says it all. Do you know what I mean? It's um yeah, it was impressive his delivery. They were dangerous, like, and it was so hard for defending wise, like for us. We've, like, similar to in what Liverpool have had this season, we've not had a, a settled centre-back partnership all season. And I could I could see early on, Llorente and Cooper were sort of getting communication mixed up and didn't know which which one was picking up who. And that's what happened in, with the Dawson one. It, started it looked like Llorente, didn't it? He was sort of in yeah. no man's land. Well, it started with Llorente marking him. And then they <laughs> it looked like they switched, like Llorente and Cooper. So... Yeah. Cooper was going to pick him up and then Dawson ran back the other way and then it was like, it's almost as if they they were changing men, which is not what we normally do. It's like you pick your man, you stick with him all over the fucking pitch. But it was almost as if they were switching and Dawson took advantage of that and switched back over and by the, that's when the ball started coming in and by the time Llorente decided, that, right, I'm going to go with him, he'd, he'd already gone and he was fucking free and he put yeah. it in. Um, and yeah, it was just, poor really defensively but it's one of them things we've sort of become a bit used to that this season with so many changes at, at the back but um, but yeah in general I, I don't think we played that bad like like you said it took you boys probably about 20 minutes to wake up and then this, the next sort of 25 minutes of the first half you were in complete control you, you took it to us and looked good and then second half I thought we played really well I thought we was, we was in control 
But it was just that final third that it was. It's more frustrating than anything um, this season because we're not far off of being a really good side. It's just them certain areas where we, we're lacking quality. Um, and you could see sort of in the second half, Rafinha decided to be like one man show at points because there's he's lacking the quality around him that he should have. It was only really when Rodrigo came on, but he's not 100% fit that we looked a bit more dangerous because they were linking up nicely and they were getting at you. But it just it just one of them days for us. It bad day at the office in, in the final third. You um, think with Rafinha, because last night he started um, started on the left, didn't he? Yeah, and which think, isn't not what he usually plays on the right. Yeah, I think uh, Kufel or Sufel, whatever you say his name, had it done quite a good job on him. In the second half, he went over to the other side, didn't he? And yeah. I think Cresswell done the same, to be fair. And yeah, I think when the game went well, on, he started coming inside a bit more, didn't he, to well, that's, try and make things happen. Because I don't think he was getting much joy down the, the wing. That's why he usually plays out on the right. Because even though he plays on the right, he, he's not really a hug-the-touchline, run-down-the-wing sort mm. of winger. He's very much like Ailing will overlap. He'll play a, a little one-two with him and he'll be in the inside option, Rafinha. Yeah. And open up a through ball or a shot. That's why he... he you lose a lot of his effectiveness on the left, but I think they moved him there because, to be honest, I don't think they trusted Costa to get at Sufel. Um, Because, to be honest, I wouldn't trust Costa to fucking beat me. Um, but it's just one of them. It's like I said, it's just it's more frustrating than anything. Bamford had one of them days where he couldn't fucking hit a cow's ass with a banjo. One of them days for him, and it summed it up for me in that second half where there was that ricochet in the six-yard box. I think it might have hit Dawson. And it was going in the in the goal. And then one of the other boys just fucking slid in and, and took it off the line. And it was like, oh, fuck yeah. whatever we do tonight, we could have we could still been playing till now, we wouldn't have scored. No matter what, it just it was one of them. It, we was never gonna yeah, score. It did seem like it, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, just just frustrating, really. We're just lacking in certain areas. Um, click struggling, he's carrying a, a hip injury and it's showing he's just going missing in games now. Um, it come out today, apparently he's been taking um was them cortisone injections or something before the games? Apparently, he's quite a bad hip injury, but it's that probably sums up why he's, he's fell off of it in recent mm. weeks. But um, but yeah, like another solid win for you boys. And I said to yeah. one of my mates earlier, who's a, who's a West Ham boy, I said as much as I was pissed off in losing and whatever, I want nothing more than West Ham to upset the apple cart this season and pinch a top four. Like, I think it'd be the best thing for the Premier League for a team like West Ham to do that and have a top four with you, with like a Leicester and West Ham in there. Yeah. And some of these, like your Tottenham's and Arsenal's and Liverpool's and that missing out, it just makes the Premier League better. Yeah. You know I mean, it, it makes it a better, better league over the next... Because it, it got a bit samey, didn't it, over the last however many years. It's the same fucking top four, same top six every year. So it, it, I'd love for you boys to sort of sneak in amongst it. And yeah, I think the next few games will give us a strong idea of where we're going to finish. I think we've got Man United on, on Sunday, then Arsenal, I think. Then, then I think I know we've got them coming up, and I think it might be Leicester, then Chelsea. Massive games. So, I don't know, seven points out of that. I think we're probably still looking all right, um, which is doable, I think. But mm. especially the way we've been playing, I. I've been saying it every every few weeks. All the next few games are the big ones, and we keep keep coming through them with with decent results. And we've only lost twice 
this year, and one of them is against Man City, so I don't really count anyway, does it? So we're on, <laughs> we're on good, we're on good form. Um, yeah, if we we didn't play particularly well yesterday, but if like it's same like you say about Chelsea, if they don't play well and they're still grinding out results, it's a good sign. Take that. Yeah, because we're doing the opposite. We're playing well and losing. Yeah. And yeah. That, it's just that lack of quality. And like next season, I reckon when we strengthen in certain areas and <laughs> like bring in higher quality players, then performances where you dominate and you're 70% possession and however many shots a game, you start converting them good performances into points more. You know what I mean? Mm. But um, it's just one of them. We're not, look, we're not going down this season. We're going to be... We're going to finish between 11th and 13th. It's going to be one of them. Yeah. So Why just, are you talking um, about points? I saw earlier, you're only one point above above Palace. Yeah. How has that happened? Fuck knows. We've been slating him weekly and it, it seems like, I don't know how that's happened. You seem well clear of him. It's slipped under the radar a bit last yeah, week. Yeah, well, we've lost quite weeks. a few now on, on the bounce. Like, But we're only three behind Arsenal and all. So, right. do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> No, but it's true. It's like them... And I think we got a game in hand on Palace as well. We've yeah. played one less than them, so. But um, but yeah, we'll. Uh... I could I say one more thing? Does that do you yeah, reckon that that puts the uh, Calvin Phillips over Declan Rice debate to bed? <laughs> if, there, if there ever was one. No, to be fair, people people say that. Put put Calvin Phillips in a midfield with Suchek. Different story. Like mm. no, but seriously, Calvin Phillips like that's his first game back in four games. I think he's missed. He's not 100% fit anyway. He actually played quite well. And he's playing in midfield on his own, really. Click is fucking running around like he can't run around. <laughs> and he's playing in there with other people that aren't central midfielders. Tyler Roberts, fuck me. He couldn't get a game for our Sunday league team. Like, the, ge- he, the geese... Yeah, he's, he's not great. He, he looked forward. terrible yesterday, actually, yeah. He's awful. Like... He's promised so much, like in the last few seasons, where it's like, oh, he's got a bit of potential, but he's never, never sort of developed. And you look at, like, I feel, I feel sorry for Calvin, to be honest, in that movie. I, I, I can't wait for next season when they bring in more quality alongside him because he's having to do the job of two, two or three men every game. And he's, he's isolated all the time. Like, he's having to cover yesterday, he's having to cover Rice when he pushes forward. He's having to cover Ben Rama when he when he drops in. He's having to, to cover Suchek when he pushes forward because none of them were being tracked by click. And Roberts is just in no man's land. So he's effectively being like sucked out of position to, to close him down. And then when he squares it to him, he's having to go across. And it's just, it's frustrating like for us as well, looking at that because he's you're not getting the best out of him because he's being left alone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Given too much to do. Well, maybe we'll, maybe we'll, we'll buy him um, and he can cover for Rice when you, they, he's you can the Champions him, League. You'd have to sell Rice to buy him. We'll have the Champions League money next season. We'll be all right. <laughs> <We'll> <laughs> <pull> anyway. <laughs> Greg, go on, mate. You was going to say something, mate. No, you stole my thunder a little bit, mate, because I was going to ask you a question about him. Um, about who? Tyler Roberts. Oh, um, right. Just on his performance yesterday, like, Again, as you say, like he's had a bit of promise in that over the, the last few years, and obviously in the championships, it's totally different. But he oh, kind of looks like he's got some attributes to do to do something, but he just didn't. And he's played the last few games, hasn't he? He has, yeah. Look, the, the thing with but, Roberts, he, like, he he's had potential, 
he's not played a lot of football. Like even when he was in the championship, he had so many in, niggly injuries. He'd yeah. come in like solidify his place in the team, and then he'd, he'd two weeks within two weeks he's injured and he's gone for three months, and that's been a like a constant thing with him. And yeah. then not having really loads of runs in the side in the championship, and then stepping into the Premier League is a big step up as well. And I just think he's been found wanting. Like yeah. there was times where he'd come on as a sub in the last like month or so. And he's given us that bit extra. You think, hang on. Yeah. Maybe he's got a bit. But then, yeah. Then he gets himself in, in the starting lineup and does fuck all. Um, I think he would just benefit from going out on loan to the championship, mate. He, he needs a season in a side where he's playing week in, week out. He's yeah. only 23 or 22 still. He's only young. Like, but he need he needs football because he just he's he's not doing enough. Bielsa even said this this week or last week, he said Tyler Roberts now needs to start showing me that he needs to be starting games on merit rather than because others are injured. Yeah. Like because he's only starting games because Rodrigo's been out injured. Now Rodrigo's back. The next the next game, Roberts ain't starting. Like he's, he, everyone knows it. It's like Rodrigo's back in now or, on your bike. Do you know what I mean? Um, so he's only getting games like that. So I think he, we just need to loan him out and hope that he sort of improves from a season season away getting regular football because he's he's not not doing it. He's, people are start going to start getting on his back as well. He's lucky the crowd ain't in at the moment. But um, but yeah, we'll um, that call that covers all of them anyway, boys. So we will uh, we'll call this episode finished. And we will uh, come back later on in the week to do our baller of the week, donkey of the week, and predictions. Nice one, boys. Until next time. Peace. Adios. Adios.